<clears throat> hey everyone, how you doing today? Thank you for joining me. This installment of whatever this is. This is not a repeat episode. Don't call it that because we did it. We finally did it. Sam and I, we organized this thing. We got this new show. We're going through two albums that we both really like. We're kind of running down everything we like. If you're one of those people, you want to be familiar with the source material, go listen to Calamine by Calamine. It was released in 1999. And then listen to K Flay's Everywhere is Somewhere, 2017. So those two albums, Calamine, Everywhere is Somewhere, uh, 1999, 2017, respectively. Uh, We did it. We finally, you know, we've talked about it a little bit before. I was really excited we finally got to do this. We sat down and I think it went really well. We're going to continue to do this. Uh, you know, uh, we'll put a link in the in the description of where you can find these songs. And uh, you know what? Let's just get into it. How about it? Here we go. be offended if i fall asleep during this it's just because it's a thunderstorm i mean i'm a cat basically so <laughs> i will not be offended just curl up we'll just take a nap halfway through i don't want to talk about this i just want to take a nap it was really hard leaving the cats yeah because they looked so comfy it's like they knew the thunderstorm was coming before it started raining they always seem to they sort of like burrow yeah they just lay down for the day winston's on top of my um my north face mm. Just upside down, paws in the air. Oh. It's very cute. Well, thank you for coming back. This is not technically a repeat episode because we're doing something a little different today. We talked about it in the past. We're mm-hmm. gonna we've got our own little kind of spin-off show yet to be named. We'll come up with something though. We gotta think about that. Brainstorm. Yeah. We spent so much time on all the other aspects of it. I'm very excited because this has been a couple months in the works, yeah. working out some kinks, and then we got down to business with it, and I was really excited for your pick. I'm really excited for mine, and I'm excited to do this with you. Yeah. Like, like I labeled this Muff Dogs. Muff Dogs? I, I think that was the, the joke, like Hillary Duff. Oh. <laughs> Hillary Duff and the Muff Dogs. Muff Dogs. <laughs> yeah, it took me long enough to pick an album. But yeah, it... now deciding on a name. Yeah, that might take a little yeah. more time. Yeah. We could be Blink-182. <laughs> I think that might already be taken. Probably not. <laughs> so how do you how do you want to do it? Um, I think a lot of this we're going to like kind of figure out how as we go along. I'm not putting any like rules. Like you have to talk about this and you got to talk about. I just want to talk about stuff that we liked. Yeah. You know, you picked an album. I picked an album. We both listened to both of them. We're going to talk about them. Um but how should who how should go first? I'm gonna let you lead because this you know is your idea. Lead. You know what? Here's, here's what we'll do. We'll flip a pick. That's heads, and then that's tails. Okay. You want heads or tails? Tails. Okay. Should we do it like whatever it lands on? That's the person that goes first with their album. Stand by your album. Mm. I think we should do it that way because if you this win, is, this is gonna... your show, dude. That's your show, too. It's our show. <laughs> Muff Dogs. I don't know how you want to set like it up, hours. so I don't necessarily want to go first. 
because I don't know. I don't know where. What if the, what I don't if the know pick where to start? You, you have to. You have to go first. Well, maybe let's not do that. Maybe you just go first. I just have to go first. Yeah. All right, but at some point, as we figure this out, it's lightning. It at, just started raining really hard. <laughs> Got at scared. Some, at some point, when we figure this out, mm-hmm. you'll have to go first. At some. Yeah, point. that's that's fine. Okay, this right, is just right. the first. This is just the first episode. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So. What? All right, we'll start with mine. Yes. So my pick, I kind of want to go into just for off the 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 top. Let's go ahead and we'll just I'll do an intro and I'll mm-hmm. tell people what we're choosing, so they can go and listen to it before they listen to this if they choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick was Calamine by Calamine. This is an eponymous out named album, uh, released in 1999. Now, the way that I found this album is kind of funny. So we were watching uh, The CinemaSins on Deep Blue Sea. Remember, we watched CinemaSins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were watching that. You remember Deep Blue Sea, the mm-hmm. movie we watched? We oh, were yeah. watching The CinemaSins on Deep Blue Sea. Uh, and the guy does outtakes at the end where he'll like take shots from the movie and he'll like overdub music or like overdub parts from other movies because it's like kind of similar or whatever and Mm -hmm. he um you know obviously deep blue sea is about an underground an underwater sea laboratory where they're experimenting on sharks and when they're showing the (laughs) sea lab uh he had cut in this theme music for sea lab 2020 2021 which was on adult swim and I always remember liking that song because that was about when Adult Swim had like first sort of come out, like 2000, 2001, I think it was. And there were some other shows at the time like Harvey Birdman, uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast, and then Sea Lab 2021. And I always really liked the theme song for it because it was this kind of like upbeat sort of like driving mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I was like, I wonder if that's an actual band because this was a couple months ago that we we had watched it. Looked into it. Sure enough, it was. And then I found, you know, I found their page on Spotify, I found this EP, I started listening to it. Because I'm, I'm typically one, I like to listen to um, albums in order of mm-hmm. when they were released, because I like to see how bands grow and things like that. And surprisingly enough, there's not a lot of information on this band. No. I found most of the information that I got outside of um, what their, like, their band website was from a Facebook page fan page mm-hmm. so take anything that i say along those lines with a grain of salt because yeah. it's definitely not verified it's less verified than wikipedia that's the only info i found too <laughs> yeah but it's i mean i think just to start off what i really like about this album and again that's calamine by calamine what i really like about this album is it really reminds me of sort of like where i'm at with my band i like that it's it seems like this sort of raw but pretty bold crack at like trying to release music you know mm-hmm. it's, it's an ep it definitely has that ep kind of feel i like where they went with the music i like that they took a lot of chances and i kind of i like how unpolished it is you know what i mean it, it sounds like a band just recording in mm-hmm. whatever space they could kind of afford mm-hmm um some good production on it but it's it's fairly limited in terms of like what they were able to do at the time but i just i just have i have a lot of love for this album because it kind of reminds me of where i'm at and like you know having to compromise with you know you can't get it 
sounding exactly how you want out of your head. You just have to sort of give it your best shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really strong album. It's really interesting. I get that sort of like um, early band kind of feel because there's some interesting choices in the album, you know, letting the male sing lead on like the second track, but that's the only one he really sings yeah, lead I on. Yeah, I noticed that. It's just, it's, it's, it feels like a band trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And the source material on all of it seems to kind of reflect that. Now, before we get started, can I guess your favorite song off this album? Sure. Is it Flicker? No. It's not? Nope. What was your favorite song off this album? I couldn't choose. Well, there's only six songs, right. so it's it should be easy to choose, but I had... Th- I had two. Well, okay. I had three really that I liked, but I would say the first one I really liked Horse and Carriage. Okay. It's a good one. And I, then I liked Trampoline and Document. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like all three. You know, I, I like all of those as well. Um, Horse and Carriage, I th- I, if we start kind of there, that's the last song on the EP. It's mm-hmm. a very strong song to end the EP on, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um they have a lot of good songs in this, but I think that was like the perfect kind of end song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the one that the people at Adult Swim would have heard and given them like the like, oh, come record, you know, this intro to a show we have. Like, I think that was the one because that's like pretty similar to the sound of C-Lab. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think that was a good move on their part to record something like that because that appears to be the reason why they got the majority of their fan base mm-hmm. outside of New York is from people recognizing that theme song. Mm-hmm. So really liked Horse and Carriage. You mentioned Trampoline and Document. Mm-hmm. Just interesting. Let's just go back to the beginning. Trampoline, the first song mm-hmm. on the album. Really strong start. Very melodic. It's this very, like, all the songs have this, like, pretty basic sort of construction, verse, chorus, verse bridge sort of feel um i like how it's sort of uh, in that simplistic way they can get a lot out of the melody while at the same time like taking some creative risk but really letting the lyrics shine you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like um i really think they're digging into like youth and what it means to be a child and trampoline like Mm -hmm. just because the lyric is, uh, the funniest thing I ever seen was you jumping on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of puts me, all the the imagery in the um, of that, of those lyrics kind of put me in the place of being a child. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they're talking about their best friend or their older brother or like. Well, I think the, it's um, the lead vocals, Julie, I don't know how to pronounce her Julie Step- Stepanek. Stepanek. Yeah. I think she is... I think I don't know if she writes all the songs, but she. I think so. I read that she she was in a bunch of bands before mm-hmm. she found members for Calamine. Yeah. So I think she it's kind of her project because then after this EP, I read that the band dis, uh, it disbanded for three years and mm-hmm. then it came back with new members, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a constant thing with like new members until they finally landed on like the three. Right. Like later on, so I think it's mainly her. That's that's kind of the feel I got is that it was like her trying to figure it out, landed on some people that were strong enough to perform the music she was trying to write. Mm-hmm. They made this EP. Uh, from what it sounds like, and we can kind of get into it off this next track, which mm-hmm. is Repulsion, I believe that Dan Crane, he's the 
male lead sing or the male singer with mm -hmm. and I the guitarist provides secondary guitar. I believe he wrote Repulsion mm -hmm. more than likely. That's why he's singing lead on it. And from what I read after this EP, he wanted more of a creative input role in the band and he wanted to play a little bit heavier music than Julie was mm -hmm. willing to allow. And I think that's kind of why after the EP they break up. Mm -hmm. And then some members return at yeah, like varying drums are points. The same. Yeah. Um I, there was a girl that was playing with her for a long time and then she was eventually replaced by Dave Jarkowski. And I think she returned for a little bit. I think she only returned when they performed the songs she was in. That's what okay. I was. That's what I my understanding was. Again, it's it's real hard to yeah, kind of follow. Yeah, it's like back and forth, yeah. and like they left, yeah. replaced <laughs> by so and so. Right. But then she came back for one year. It was very confusing. What I do know is that now she's teaching ukulele lessons. Yeah, I saw that. And. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that any music that's released in any capacity from henceforth will mainly just be her construction and then hiring musicians to come in and perform it or well, record it. It was um, her husband was part of the band at one point, yes, too. So yeah. I don't know if he's still involved or not. But Right, right. I, what it sounds like is, um, you know, trying to make this music thing happen, had a child, mm -hmm. and then that just took precedent, you know, mm -hmm. ended, out, ended up moving out of the city, and yeah. I, I think they ended up moving into a, wow, it is really storm in here. Jeez. Thanks for sticking it out with me. Yeah, thankfully I left home when I did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hopefully it subsides here soon, but, you know. The lights just flickered. Yeah. And luckily the, this is separate from the power, so. Oh, good. Should be okay, even if the power goes out. We'll just record in the dark. I did want to say about the song Repulsion, I didn't. Yes. I wasn't as into that song because it was super repetitive and yes. I was it, like some of their other songs are also have obviously repetitive mm -hmm. parts, um, even trampoline. But that one didn't bother me as much because I liked the sound of it a little more. Yeah. But this one was just like, sorry, that was that's me. OK. Um, this one was a little too repetitive for me. It was a lot of. Um, I really liked the melodic direction of it, but like you said, it just repeats a little bit too much. It's that, ooh, this is repulsion, and it's yeah. just like... Over and over. It's, it's, it comes off as like a, somebody unwilling or unable to make a change, like mm -hmm. to come up with another part or something to break up the monotony, because that does go on for quite yeah. some time. Um, I'm sure it'd be a pretty fun song to see live and like kind of dance to, but yeah. it's, it's so different from everything else on the album. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost like this, they maybe had to compromise and put this on the album or something. I'm gen generally speaking and no disrespect to any of the artists involved, but I would have thought it would have been a much stronger EP mm -hmm. probably without this song. Yeah. Just because the other, you know, the other five, Trampoline, Astronaut, Flicker, Document, and Horse and Carriage, all seem to fit together a little bit more. Yeah. Document kind of has some ties to Repulsion, because Dan, uh, Dan Crane is singing a little bit more in the back mm -hmm. end, like with that um, um, Jesus Lost and Found kind of yeah. tag. So it's, it's kind of in that vein. I could see why they did it, but it definitely is the one sort of mm -hmm. odd choice. Um but yeah, that's it, it's interesting that that kind of, you know, you listen to an album, you have that thought, you dig into the history a little bit, and it's like, oh, okay, this might have been what broke up the band a little bit, mm -hmm. is like compromises like this. You yeah. Know? 
I did write for the song Astronaut. That was the longest song. Yes. And it was interesting because the first minute is all music, and then mm-hmm. the last minute is all music, mm-hmm. which was interesting because, I don't know, I thought it was an inter- interesting like composition for the song. That was That's actually my favorite song on this album. Really? I really like Flicker, and I really like Trampoline, and then, you know, um, Horse and Carriage. I think those are a little bit more poppy. I just like this direction because I know what it's like to write something really like vastly slower and more emotional than a lot of the other stuff you're writing because like trampoline's pretty upbeat as same with like repulsion flicker document and horse and carriage they're all like a little bit more upbeat and this is a very very laid back song Mm -hmm. and i just liked seeing what they kind of did with it because i think um in her mind it was probably this grand kind of like almost soundscape kind of Mm -hmm. intro and they just sort of had to make do with guitars and basses and i think there might have been some keys in there um yeah i think so and and i just i really like how like one directional it is it just sort of it has that build and then it never it it doesn't have a lot of repetition in the way of like lyrics Mm -hmm. it just keeps kind of going and then it gets to that point where it gets quiet and you're seven thousand million miles away and comes back up mm-hmm. and then like you said the last minute is all well that's what music. i wrote like they go they go a lot from like soft to mm-hmm. loud to soft and i like that a lot dynamicism yeah. yeah and for this song i said there's even even less lyrics than repulsion mm-hmm. but it's the longest song and mm-hmm. there's less repetition right and i was like that's really interesting is how they made that the longest song but little to no repetition and still pretty interesting yeah and they do a lot of that with like they'll bring in like vocal harmonies and then take them out like on the uh the sustained notes like where the she's like really like holding a note they'll bring in some backing harmonies and Mm -hmm. then when she like seven thousand million miles away that's all her and then with the away as they hold it they bring Mm -hmm. in more harmonies and stuff it's they keep it very interesting Mm -hmm. for sure and I just like the sentiment of it, like yeah. this just sort of a lonelier kind of song, just very spacious, you know, if, you know, it's a perfect name for a perfect kind of feeling of a song, you know, astronaut, the vastness of space, the vastness of this song. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my favorite one on this album. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Flickr. What do you think about Flickr? I said I like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I really like... It's harder for me to remember everything about the songs, but... That's okay. I wrote down that I like the lyrics a lot, um, and that it reminded me of, like, a breakup song and, like, yeah. how to, like, learn how to move on yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. get it through your head that it's over, basically. Yeah. And there's no Christmas in July. <laughs> yeah. It says, I... you've gone out of style, there's no Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think this is probably the strongest song mm-hmm. on the EP, Uh it's sort of the whole package of what I think this band was trying to be where it's, you know, sort of like, um, happy sounding music with maybe less than happy sentiments, Mm -hmm. really catchy hooks and just sort of pretty basic instrumentation kind of stuff. It's, it's just, I think everything that this band was trying to shoot for. Mm -hmm. And it's just a, like, this is a song I'll listen to for a long time Mm -hmm. because it's just kind of a, um, like one of those perfect mood kind of songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I love the the imagery in it. I just, I, the whole time I'm just picturing sort of like a lonely person 
uh, in a room with like bad electricity. Like everything's flickering. The, yeah. the Christmas lights are like shoddy. The TV's shoddy. It's flickering. Like just everything, mm-hmm. every light source in, in my head is just like uh, subpar quality. And they're just sort of in between the, the dark and light of that, you know. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot of like, there. a lot of the songs were probably written from if Julie, I don't like. I didn't really dive into who wrote all the songs. I would assume it seems like Julie she's did, the creative force because it sounds, especially part. with horse and carriage. We haven't gotten yeah. there yet, but like it, it's from her perspective. It yeah. seems like and like based off of things that she might have experienced mm-hmm. while she was a struggling musician or whatever in New York. Right. So right now, you mentioned Document as one of the ones that you really liked. Would you be willing to kind of give me your take on it? I was. I liked the construction of it musically because it has sort of a more um, like a ramping up dynamicism in terms of like soft to loud. Mm-hmm. Like it starts pretty soft and then there's like this very big crescendo towards That's the end. That's what I wrote. That's what I really liked yeah. about it. I didn't get into the lyrics a whole lot. I did like the Jesus lost and found kind of thing, but yeah. I just kind of wanted your take on it because it seemed like you you liked this one a little bit more than I did. I actually don't have that many notes for it, but That's I wrote okay. a star next to it. Um, I said it was really catchy. I really like the sound. Mm-hmm. I liked how it goes from soft to louder. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending, it was very repetitive, but I liked... I don't know. I, it didn't, I, it didn't bother quite me. as much as Repulsion. It was, yeah, you know, it didn't little, bother yeah, me as yeah. much. It was a little bit more uh, um, compressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, I, I liked... I liked the song. I didn't listen to it as much as some of the other ones because I think some of the other ones had a little bit more of the pop appeal, like trampoline and flicker and horse and carriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it didn't quite make my cut for my favorite because of Astronaut. I just really liked Astronaut, so mm-hmm. it kind of had an interesting place on the album, like right before the last song. Mm-hmm. Good song, just I don't think I got quite as much out of it as I could. I'm, I'll still go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, just kind of wanted to see what you thought about it. Yeah. And then we get to Horse and Carriage. Please take me through that one because I think you already kind of were hitting on some good points. Yeah, um, I said it was more upbeat. It's from her perspective, which is interesting because a lot of the time, like Horse and Carriage, people think of like the white knight, like the the man Mm -hmm. um, coming to save the girl. Mm. And in this, it was sort of like role reversal in this song for me because it was like, I'll I'll be, I I didn't write it down. I didn't write the lyrics down, but I think she's like, I'll be, I'll be your horse. Mm-hmm. You'll be the carriage or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like role reversal. Like, I'll take, the, like, take, I'll the, take lead. the lead, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it was fun, but sweet. And it was sort of like a, a, like a love song a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got for it. I think it was a really strong way to end the album. Pretty upbeat. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think that would have been the, the that and maybe like trampoline would have been the songs the exact whoever was organizing the the theme song for c lab would have probably heard Mm -hmm. and given them the the shot and you know by all accounts that was a smart move on their part like i said because that's where they got a lot of their fan base from Mm -hmm. was the people recognizing that and i mean they don't have a ton of content they have this album and then they have an album i think it was released in 2006 um 
Oh, I just read that they were inactive until 2003. So yeah. I don't know when their actual, their second album came out. It seemed like a lot more of her kind of construction and then bringing people in as she needed. I didn't listen to that one quite as much. But, I mean, for pretty sparse discography, they have a pretty decent fan base. I mean, they get about 700 plays a month, um, 700 listeners a month. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's just Spotify. That's not counting anywhere else. And... I, I just have this picture of a band trying to make it in New York City and maybe touring around a little bit outside of there. But with, when, you ha- when you're in a place like New York City, I think there's just venues aplenty. I don't mm-hmm. know how it is now, but I'm sure in the 90s you could mm-hmm. you know, just put a band together and play shows. Like, It seems like this band was really trying to make it. And I just have a lot of love for this album because I know that you know, with the virtue of hindsight, I know they never quite did. But it's still, you know, I'm sure they have a lot of good memories yeah. from from this and making the music and giving it their giving it their best shot. Yeah. So and I really like Julie's voice. I think it's interesting. It's very it's unique. Different. Yeah, I think that would be the big appeal for most people. That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that opens the door. Because like, go listen to the C Lab theme. Like, it's a very interesting song mm-hmm. because of her voice. You know, um, nothing particularly special about the instrumentation other than it fits but like her voice is what really pulls you in Mm -hmm. and i think that's you know it's cool that she's she definitely appears to be the creative force around most of yeah the music um yeah the only other thing i would add is just like um i know how how hard it can be like trying to make music happen mm-hmm. you know you, you experiment around in the early days just trying to get things together and then it feels so good once you finally have something that's working and people seem to like it and are coming back to listen to it and stuff like that so I you know if I only ever only achieve that like I'll be happy yeah. like <laughs> people if people like it so I think that's why I have so much love for this album and that concludes my portion of the Muff Dogs. Calamine by Calamine. Calamine by Calamine, 1999. Should mm-hmm. be available pretty much everywhere. Um, if you don't have Spotify, or uh, it should be on YouTube if you can't find it there. I think you can find most of the songs on their website. Mm-hmm. And it's just calamine.com, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. So anyway, now that we did that. Talk about. Talk about yours. All right. Well, I chose the album Everywhere is Somewhere by K-Flay. 2017. 2017. Should I talk about K-Flay really quick? Yeah, yeah talk, talk okay. about K-Flay, how you found her or this album in particular, you know? Well, I found her actually on, on Pandora because sometimes I just like mindless. I just put on random playlists while I'm doing things. Sometimes I don't really pay attention, but... I really liked a couple of the songs I was hearing, and that's how I that's how I found her. I don't even remember honestly what playlist I was listening to, but mm-hmm. um, it might have been Glass Animals playlist actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, a couple of her songs were consistently coming up on that playlist, and um, my ears perked up. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kay Flay, her name is actually Christine Flaherty. Flaherty. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry. Um, but the genre is hip hop, indie, pop rock, mm-hmm. which is a lot of different sounds. But um, how would you describe it? Yeah, I get I get those. Um, I think she pulls a lot from like lo-fi kind of hip hop, 
yeah a lot from you know uses a lot of synthesized material and drums um i like that she'll switch like she'll sing her own hooks and she'll rap her verses as well yeah that's really um, which interesting. is really interesting i think that's where the indie and the hip-hop kind of meet yeah well and i wrote that um she began her music career in 2003 because she believed that most hip-hop hits on the radio were simplistic, misogynistic, and formu- formulaic? I don't know mm-hmm. how to say that. Formulaic. Word. Yeah. And um, so she started experimenting with it on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her first album was, her debut album was released in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of her songs are a tribute to her father who died when she was 14. So a lot of them can be like dark, very dark and sort of sad, but still really catchy. Mm -hmm. She said her family was worried about her when she, when they heard her music, but she's like, I'm fine. It's just how I'm expressing myself. I think she, she alluded to that in, uh, which, um, I can't, she, she actually directly alludes to that. In one of the songs, was it? It might have been Champagne. I think it was Champagne. I can't. I, I I'd have to go back and listen to it. But she like, you know, she talks about how worried her brother was when he heard her new song. Yeah. And like. Yeah. Um. You know, she talked like um, talked about her dead dad and you know her mm-hmm. new mom and her, her replacement dad that taught her not to be sad. Yeah. And directly. Yeah. Linked. Sorry to sorry to interrupt. No, you're Please fine. continue. Um, she actually, after her debut album was released, I thought it was interesting. She toured with Third Eye Blind, Dashboard Confessional, and is it AWOL Nation or Owl Nation? AWOL Nation. Okay. Yeah. I can never remember. The way they spell it, it should be AWOL, that's, which is a, a way without leave. It's okay. A, that's what, like okay. That's what it is. It's a government term. AWOL Nation. Yeah. What was that? What was the song they did? Um, not the, uh, there's a um, lot of songs. Blame it on my ADD. Oh, baby. yeah. 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 Exactly like that. Nation. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> um, but this album, Everywhere is Somewhere, was released in April 2017. Um, the first single was High Enough. Her single, Blood in the Cut, was actually nominated for Best Rock Song at the Grammy Awards, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. It was featured in a film too. I think it was Triple uh, X, the the remake, where they they brought Vin Diesel back. Anyway, cool. Sorry. <laughs> I just like that she is. She literally wrote every single song. Mm-hmm. So and did a lot of the instrumentation and stuff as well. Yeah, literally. Yeah, a lot of the producing. It's it was her and one other person that really wrote all the songs. So mm-hmm. she only had one co-writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this album is honest, raw, emotional, and sexy Ooh. slash dark. It's very dark, sexy, sexy dark. Yeah. yeah. Like, like if sexy is milk chocolate, the dark chocolate version of sexy. Yeah. 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 I have no idea what that means. So I couldn't pick a favorite song because I had like four. Really? I had like four right, songs. Right. Well, let me, let me see if I can, let me see if I can dive into the mind of Sam once more and pick. <laughs> I'm going to hit a couple for sure. Yeah. Um, high enough. Yeah, obviously. Yep, yep, yep. That's probably one of her most, yeah. And then... I'm I'm gonna take a risk on this guess, but President has a sex tape. Nope. Really? Okay. I mean, I like I like all of the. I songs, thought you would but... really get behind the the sentiment in that one. Um, how about you felt right? 
No. Really? Okay. I, again, I like all I know, the songs. I know, I know, I but... know. It's not that like, no, I fucking hated that one. Just <laughs> hated like, that one. I'm just trying to pick favorites. Yeah. How about Mean It? Oh. I suck. Yeah. I suck. Dreamers? Yeah. Okay, Dreamer. Okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. Uh, <laughs> champagne? Nope. Fuck. All right, tell me your four. I'm done. <laughs> um, dreamers, High Enough. Dreamers, High Enough. I like Blood in the Cut. Okay, all right. And Black Wave. <sighs> See, if I, I had gotten either Black Wave or Blood in the Cut, I might have guessed the other one. Yeah. I went with the happier stuff. I'm glad you like the raw. I like, like the, I like the, like the, the heavier kind of. Black Wave was probably the heaviest. You think so? I think so. Because of the, don't test me. Yeah. Because it goes, um, I said the chorus is slower and less intense than the verses, but then it goes really heavy mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Like, I like the switch between like, so the verse, you know, it's this very like active beat. It's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And she's like kind of rapping over it. And then like when it gets to that chorus, they switch it to halftime mm-hmm. and it's a really cool feel change. And then immediately after the chorus, it goes to that like more like sort of like uh punk, like kind of skanky. Very punky, like, yeah. I like Don't that. Don't test me. Yeah, it's really, really cool song. I like, I really like that. Let's start from the beginning though. With right. Your favorite. So you, Dreamers. you open the album on a good note with Dreamers. Mm-hmm. Like you, so you, first time listening to it that's the song you heard and it mm-hmm. ended up being one of your favorites it was the same with your with your album too actually yeah the very first song they like did a really good job of picking it's yeah that's it's part of the craft of album construction like hooking the audience yeah because it's you definitely don't want you don't want to make your if somebody you know they're like the, my the first track on the album was my favorite like you can't help that but you don't want your best song to be first but you want your like your first song is your best foot forward it's mm-hmm. your like like clean shaven haircut job interview like that's what you're showing people because most people will see that first mm-hmm. or a good amount of them will so yeah i love this song i love this opening um i love how the synths i love all the synth work throughout the album but how it opens in the beginning i really like it like very lo-fi kind of building just sort of uh an electronica kind of trope but a really cool way to to intro the song and then her her lyrics coming in she's she's really great lyrics oh yeah i think i I think i wrote some of my favorite lyrics for almost every song because i like i did a lot of that as well like I, what I like about this song is like, especially in the verses, you get kind of this like conversation kind of vibe, you mm-hmm. know, like nobody taught you how to live me either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially, and then she's like, uh, are you still with me on the line? Just checking. Like, yeah, you're kind of getting one side of the conversation. And then when she moves into the courses, that's more about like celebrating the dreamers, you know, the the artists, the risk takers, the people trying to make something out of their life. This one goes out to all the dreamers at sea. Mm-hmm. But I, from this one, my favorite line was, um, suddenly I felt fine inside a mind so full of ghosts. The darkest nights mean you see the stars the most. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. And you could tell it's a very important part to her because they cut all, like, all the music out right there. Mm-hmm. And then like then the music comes back in. And I like that with her a lot, too. It goes from soft to loud. Mm-hmm. Again, Dynamics. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So you can actually hear what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like a mindless chorus or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I really like this song. What were, you, what, were you, what were your favorite songs? Or what was your favorite song? 
Now you got to play the guessing game. Oh gosh. Three strikes and you're out. I would have said said Black Wave just because it's. I do like that song, but that's not it. Okay. Um. Did you like Champagne? I did like Champagne, but that wasn't my favorite. Oh man, we're really bad at this. No, that's just you know it, it it goes to show how would you. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be exciting when we actually guess each other's favorite songs on all like if we have to do something special if for all four <laughs> points of view for so like my album i guess your favorite you guess my favorite and then your album i guess your favorite and you guess my favorite like we gotta like we gotta like go to denny's and celebrate a grand slam <laughs> denny's or we gotta get a Dan- grand slam because we did it is it's... there a denny's in savannah yeah oh, okay well you don't like denny's i like denny's i just don't <laughs> i've never i haven't seen it here well open your eyes maybe you will no, it's like on it's on Southside, like on Abercorn. Oh, that's fine. I don't, I don't go over there much. very often. Yeah. Was it You Felt Right? Yes. I got you it. You did it. Yes. You win. Yes, that was, uh, I I think that was my favorite. The Don't Trust the Poet thing obviously like really appealed to me. Like yeah. as sort of a return lyric trope. Like Don't Trust the Poet. Because uh, they can't do the math. Don't trust the poet because they prefer to bleed. Don't trust the poet because we know how to speak. Like, I just, you know, I I really relate to it as a poet. Like, I just, I love the lyricism in it. I love the sentiment of, like, you know, you meet this guy. He seems really cool. Like, kind of plays off of his, like, best possible persona and you guys kind of have a thing and then it ends and then like he moves on and it's like seeing the other side of that if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um young reckless telling each other lies Mm -hmm. kind of i don't know i just really really liked it and then um i don't know i've never been interested in another poet with like mental issues and Mm -hmm. that's probably for the best (laughs) so I, I'm just trying to imagine, like, I've definitely been the guy on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to have some perspective on it and just be like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. There's no excuse. Like, it's just a shitty person. Mm-hmm. And then to get a female's perspective on that while at the same time putting myself in the like, oh, shit, what if, like, I was like that and she was like, and we were both poets and then like continued to write material oh that is like both with mental illnesses. It just <laughs> seems like a hot mess. So that's, yeah, that was my favorite. That was oh. my favorite song. Good guess. Yeah. Back. Rewind. Rewind. Giver. Giver. Um, the thing about that I like about most of these songs is her instrument construction is a lot darker sounding, but she'll still have positive sort of messages positive messages but also like positive sounding like hooks and Mm -hmm. like she keeps it she can she doesn't just ride the the dark way the emotional (laughs) yeah she like she doesn't just ride that like it's it's she makes beautiful things out of like pretty harsh sounding instruments and drums and like that's what i really got with giver because giver actually like starts off pretty like pretty dark Mm-hmm. And then some of the like the like chorus especially is a little bit brighter, but I think it's a good segue from Dreamers, which is really upbeat, into something like Blood in the Cut, which is pretty dark. Yeah, you know. So this was like a cool pivot song to yeah. get from that to that. Was this was maybe Giver was the one where she was talking about her dead dad and her brother worrying about her. Her. Songs. I don't think so. I think it Wasn't was a. I think it was. Um... 
it i don't think it was giver i'm not 100 we should have had the lyrics with like with us we'll do that next we should do that like in the pull future. up the lyrics yeah, just have the lyrics yeah. because because i didn't obviously write them like, all down but i keep most of these songs in my head but like when it is this this is over an hour of music yeah between the two of us trying to like keep it all straight it's well know, and this album difficult. has 12 songs so yeah. it's kind of it's hard for me to remember specifics right. but i don't think it was giver okay i could be wrong um i think you're right i think you i don't think i think it was a darker song i, th- I still think it was champagne it could be it might have been champagne was a little bit more rap focused and hardcore is what i wrote <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't champagne fuck yeah, sorry sorry everybody who has the album in front of them <laughs> for giver i really liked i really liked the the hook, the chorus, or whatever. I don't know what it's called because I'm not mm-hmm. a musician, but um, na, 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 na. I'm learning to live. I'm trying to be better. I'm learning to give, but I don't know if I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can relate Definitely. to her lyrics. And I like that all of her lyrics are, it's like storytelling. It's, she's telling everyone about her life. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson involved. Yeah. There's a, like, there's something you can glean from every little bit. And I also like that she doesn't shy away from the negative you know like not everything we do is positive not everything we do is negative and Mm -hmm. she kind of i think she illustrates that with most of her song constructions Mm -hmm. like she doesn't shy away from the fact that she's flawed yeah i like that she also wrote in this song girl it takes guts to just survive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like that a lot yeah i really like her i'm gonna start listening to more (laughs) of her stuff (laughs) now you're gonna hear glass animals on the k-flay station yeah oh yeah i'm gonna switch up my my station names to k-flay instead of glass yeah there you go (laughs) So let's talk about Blood in the Cut. I think this might be one of her most popular songs. I would imagine. Um, this is probably the first one I ever heard from her. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it was sexy, dark, and there's jazz feels. And I don't mean jazz like jazz music. Jazz music. I mean more like jazz dancing. Okay. Because um, that's something it, you're very familiar with. I'm more with, familiar yeah. with that. And it's more like, that's more like sexy dancing. Mm-hmm with like jazz fingers <laughs> yeah some like some interesting syncopations and stuff yeah like, that. like things you would accent with your body yeah exactly yeah. um i used to watch a lot of dance shows and i was like this would be i'm sure somebody's done this on so you think you can dance for their audition or something like that we like should, we look it up i'm sure they have yeah. because it's so jazzy and i feel like there's so many jazz routines for it yeah so we'll look into it and again i'm not talking for all the musicians i'm not talking <laughs> about jazz music <laughs> talking about asterisk, jazz asterisk, dance exclamation point yeah don't quote me on this yeah, i understand there's a difference <laughs> yeah right but no um i really like this song as well i love the intro i think it's like one of the there's a couple of really driving tunes that she has mm-hmm. she has and this is one of them just like the like mm-hmm. the pulse of it is just wants it makes you want to move and i like the sentiment of it like just needing like needing to get away from the self needing to drown out the thoughts needing to mm-hmm. like just distance yourself from all that just like give me some loud fucking music right i don't so want to be i don't need I don't, to be silent right, right now right. i need i need noise yeah yeah i love that a lot and i like that it was so the opening it opens with the boy can i swear on this yeah okay the boy i love's got another girl he might be fucking her right now mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. literally how it opens mm-hmm. i feel that so hard <laughs> <laughs> so you you're saying you can relate yes definitely yeah. i feel I like a lot of people can relate i to can that. relate even as a yeah. even as a guy you know like i mean 
I think that I think that's a. It might not reach a hundred percent of the population because I think people have special circumstances, but the vast majority of the population have to have had some sort of feeling along these lines. Definitely. Like, like I mean, you know, just really liking somebody, knowing that they're taken, and just being at home alone. Like, damn it, like <laughs> just knowing they're screwing right now. Yeah. Everybody can relate different to that. situations too. And it comes back to another line which says, "Lately, I've been killing all my all my time." reading through your messages, my favorite way to die. Mm -hmm. So it's like torturing yourself, mm -hmm. thinking about what's going on mm -hmm. and knowing you can't change it. Right. So again, not shying away from the negative. Like I think that's why really I love this song. It's like, it's so dark, but it's like so real. So yes. yeah. I like that a lot. That's definitely a um, adjective I would use to describe her music. Yeah. Real. Yeah. And then we have champagne, which is still, like, I think still pretty aggressive. Kind oh, of yeah. in the blood and the cut sort of thing, like just rapid fire, mm -hmm. you know. And I like this is a very like sort of singular direction kind of thing. It does not a lot of repetition. It's very short. It's like I think it's under three minutes, mm -hmm. and it's just like um, really sort of accentuating her prowess with it's lyrics. It's very fast, and, yes. fast lyrics, um, rap focused. Um, that's what that's all I wrote for Champagne, but. I liked it was different from the songs that we've heard already from the, the album. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a nice break in the it breaks up the like the, the catchy tunes, yeah. Mm -hmm, it's very definitely. very, very fast paced. Yes. Alright, let's talk about high enough. This was one of my favorite ones. I wrote that it was very catchy as well. I think this is also like one of the, the ones she's known for. Mm hmm Um I just wrote down lyrics. I don't know why I didn't write anything else down. That's okay. What were your thoughts on High Enough? I liked how laid back it was. And this was, I think, to this point in the album, the most melodic across the board. Not mm -hmm. just like melodic in the choruses, like the melodic in the verses. And, you know, it kind of went back to like more of a dreamers, like a more melodic dreamers kind of feel. Um, it's a nice sort of uh come like calm down after something like champagne where it's like really quick yeah. and it, this is like a more kind of feel kind of song mm -hmm. um i wrote down that like tramadol was an interesting choice of drugs because that's like what i've been giving voodoo yeah. for her back <laughs> uh her that's her Poor pain puppy. so kayflay and voodoo share a, a common interest. A common or uh, not yeah, interest but a common a common drug yeah. choice that's their preference um i like it it's all about you know um it's kind of like if if blood in the cut is sort of a song about love not being there anymore, mm -hmm. uh, high enough is like kind of like recapturing that, like, or like you know I don't even need, you know I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Can I write? I I don't know why I just wrote lyrics, read but some lyrics. I wrote the world is a curse. It'll kill if you let it. I know they got this. Is I think the chorus. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. No, the I don't know what it's called. It's okay. Um, it'll kill if you let it. I know they got pills that can help you forget it. They bottle it, call it medicine, but I don't need drugs. Mm -hmm. I just, re I really like this song. Yeah, the, the chorus is, cause I'm already high enough. Mm -hmm. you, you got, got me, me, you got me blazed. Yeah. Cause I'm already high enough. That's, you got me good, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't look up lyrics, so oh. I'll do that next time. We'll have lyrics printed out. Yeah, we should probably do that. For next time, for sure. Um, 
But yeah, I just I like the the nice pacing of it, like kind of coming back down, mm-hmm. uh, showcasing the fact that she. That's what I really like across the album. I think is that, you know, all these songs are related and about related material and have a similar sort of sound, but it's not monotonous. It's not just the same song over and over again. She really does. It seems like she spends a lot of time with each one, like really kind of figuring out what she's trying to say, how she's trying to say it, Mm -hmm. still staying true to what she wants to do, but at the same time, like, um, and leaving these connection points, but at the same time, like really being diverse with how she's approaching things musically. And that's Mm -hmm. what I really like. And then I think that's, you know, a good, a good place to get into black wave. Yeah. Just write down lyrics again. I really didn't write a lot of notes. I thought I would remember more about the songs. That's okay. It's hard in the moment. It's yeah. hard to, because we're I'm talking like, I almost need and, to like hear it and then talk about right. it, you know? And we wouldn't be able to play it because we'd run it into, yeah. yeah, we'd run into it's okay. issues I really, that. really like Black Wave just because it's, I know you probably didn't think this was my favorite, but it, for me, it's like the most, most like punk song, mm. like the most intense song. Like with the breakdown. Yeah, and especially at the end where it's completely, it goes wild. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Yeah. I actually didn't write lyrics for this one. Mm-hmm. I just wrote rock. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to mention that she did, um, K-Flay did graduate from Stanford yep. in psychology and sociology. So I thought that was really interesting. She really takes time to like think about, like she is very, very, like her lyrics are well written. It's also interesting somebody that's so good at so good at this mm-hmm. was not interested in this in college or well you know didn't seek a degree in it. I mm-hmm. always I like that. I like when you know people are exceptional musicians, but it's not necessarily like what they went to college for if they went to college. You know, like yeah, like um, um, I space on names. Guitarist for Queen, Brian May. I, I want to say Brian May. I don't know why you're asking me. I <laughs> just I hate I hate the the um the brain farts as soon as the mics come on but anyway he you know he was a he had a phd in like astrophysics and just was also one of the best guitarists of all time you know it's just really interesting well-rounded people yeah yeah yeah, that's what i really like and what i wrote for black wave is sort of i really whoa the lights just flickered (laughs) really bad okay well we're still rolling so um (laughs) I wrote, I really like the the halftime switch for the the um, the choruses, and then they, it comes back up with that really intense beat that you really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I think it's it's still pretty melodic with the chorus in there, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of slows it down and then immediately ramps back up. It's very aggressive, and I love the dynamicism in it. So, yeah. and I would not have uh, I would not have picked it as your favorite or one <laughs> of your favorites for sure. So. Let's talk about Mean It. So Mean It is, it's interesting that it comes after Black Wave because it's a lot sweeter and mm-hmm. quieter. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it's very sweet. She talks about family a lot. I actually said it's such a sweet song as well. Yeah. 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 It's very sweet. Like I wrote, um, so when I say I love you, I want to mean it because I say a lot of things that I don't mean. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, be careful with what you say. Yeah. Um, people take it to heart, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really sweet song. I just like that it came after like such an intense song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Musically. Yeah. Anyway. Right. It's a nice, she, she does a good job pacing out the album. Mm-hmm. Like 
realizing it's not a you know there's these sprint kind of songs in it but then pacing it out with something a little bit softer and Mm -hmm. a little slower afterwards so you don't just get burned out on you know if you're listening to the album you don't get burned out on tracks as fast you know Mm -hmm. which is good um yeah i wrote just sort of the similar sort of thing for me and i just i really like this song it's a feel-good song i'll listen to it for the rest of my life like i just it's got a it's got a really uh really sweet emotional kind of message and yeah a uh, good break from the action, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hollywood Forever. Um, I only wrote lyrics again. Gosh. <laughs> Hollywood I suck at Forever. This. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Hollywood all I, I just wrote. Hollywood Forever. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> I, I love the choruses in this. This mm-hmm. is a really, really strong chorus driven kind of song. In the dark, everything, it looks better. Hollywood Forever. Hollywood Forever. And then w- the switch was. In the dark, ev- in the dark, everything it feels better. Mm-hmm. Oh whoa! Oh whoa! <laughs> Hollywood forever, Hollywood forever, and it's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I got as much out of this song as I would with a little bit more time with it. But I just I like that it's like this kind of, it seems like sort of a rebellious kind of like trying mm-hmm. to cement this emotion kind of thing. Um, I don't. This would probably be the best song on a lesser album mm-hmm. it's like that good but because there's you know there's so black wave blood on the cut yeah because there's so much else on this album mm-hmm. like this is it's it's a great song and it's a great song for the middle but it um you know it has the potential to be a really catchy really popular song i think sort of like dreamy a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah. All right. And I didn't write very many notes for the last four songs. Well, how did you feel about President Has a Sex Tape? Like, what was your, I liked it. What was your original reaction? I like the lyrics. You're not the, you're not the biggest Donald Trump fan. No, I just um, thought it was funny because, I mean, obviously Donald Trump wasn't president when she wrote this. It was. No? Yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He would have. You're he would right. Have, uh, he would have taken office in January. Okay. Or she would. She may have been writing it in the lead up to the, the election. But I would. I would imagine that oh, she's funny. talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was before that, but yeah, no, I thought. I thought it was bold. I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the lyrics were. We're still real, but still a little, like, funny. Yeah. I mean, it starts off on a pretty strong message. The president has a sex tape. The government sold you drugs. Well, and then there's something about, I didn't write these lyrics down, but something about, like, her not feeling like she has the right to her own body. Mm. Like. there, Yeah, there's definitely, like, some political, social, yeah. social undertones in the song. Like, this is probably her, like, biggest step into that kind of. Mm-hmm. arena like trying to make a statement i liked the um the lyrics the devil the the devil got the dealer the dealer got the dollar mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that a lot. yeah it's it's interesting because it's like every other song is it seems like it's taken on more of a personal note it's mm-hmm. it's like more self-reflection and this is definitely like a like a society kind of reflection sort of song like mm-hmm. really focus on on the outward and less on the inward so yeah that's what i that's what i got from this one and then I don't know if I've ever related to a song more than it's just a lot. 
I wrote like, very relatable. Yeah, it was just like just every day, you know, it's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I wrote, that's actually number five on my favorites list. Yeah. Um, I just wrote, I love the lyrics so much. Very relatable. There's not a lot of the rapping qualities that she has, like yes. the fast paced lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so relatable. It's mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> yeah, just the overwhelming nature of things piling just up. Just life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you probably have more notes than I do on the, I didn't write anything for the last two songs. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll kind of take the lead on you felt right. Cause this was yeah. like my favorite one. And I kind of, I've talked, sort of talked about it mm-hmm. a little bit thus far. And just, I, if I could talk about the music a little bit more than like the lyrics, it's just, it's such a, this is like kind of, I think more of the middle of the road on both things where she's not completely devastated about the emotionalism within the song and i think the the music kind of reflects that it's sort of a good middle of the road song it's just sort of this like uncharacteristically kind of constructed space and time where she's she's giving this this encounter and this sort of relationship a chance to be brought to light and to breathe and sort of get over it but she's not putting all this like crushing emphasis on it because you know this other person still is having a pretty good life and she's doing fine as well Mm -hmm. but I do like that she took the time to maybe alleviate some pain from that because you know this this definitely I don't know if this in a song like um uh blood in the cut are like directly related but it seems like they're not it seems like blood in the cut they they could be for sure but if they are it's very two different places in time with Mm -hmm. when she's thinking about these things and you know if they're separate you know she wasn't as impacted by the breakup in this song as she would have been in blood in the cut or if they are the same then she's definitely seeing it Mm-hmm. in the past and over it or almost over it as well and that's mm-hmm. what i really liked about this song is it just it wasn't it's 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 how you should strive to be after a breakup and not a, not initially but mm-hmm. eventually you know like the best revenge is to just live well you know you don't want to like yeah. be just concerned with this other person for years and years and years like you want to get to a place where it's not it's no longer love and it's it's not hate. It's just sort of a passing sort of indifference mm-hmm. and you just think about it from time to time. So that was um, that was my note on that. And then for Slow March, I wrote, I thought this was a great way to end the album. I think it, I think it caps off mm-hmm. sort of every single point she's already kind of made. Mm-hmm. She revisits some ideas. It's, it's it's the it's the bow on the package. She just ties a nice bow. What it really reminded me of, I don't know if you've listened to Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, but I, I talk about that album a lot. They wrote this song, if I remember correctly, kind of on a whim. They were constructing this album, which ended up being like one of the top albums of all time. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really have a good song to end it, and then they wrote the song Eclipse. And it, it it's interesting because the song by itself wouldn't necessarily be this amazing construction, but it's just this really nice wrap-up piece where they just... they 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 talk about they they sort of go through a lot of the 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 emotions and the the revelations that they had throughout the construction of the album like they just kind of hit those points in a 
in a macro way like if this the tracks themselves are these like little microcosms these little things like this last song is the macrocosm where it's sort of giving light to all of these different microcosms it's just Mm -hmm. it's a really i love it when people wrap up an album this way where it just it all kind of comes together Mm -hmm. because they're all obviously like they're all informing each other they're all put in a place for a reason they're all very different they're all very similar at the same time and this is where it's just like tying all those mm-hmm. those knots, like bringing all those different strings together to one singular kind of point. So that's what I really liked about Slow March. Yeah, I really liked it too. That's why. <laughs> did you did you gas out towards the end? I think I did. On yeah. the I think I was more just listening, and I just didn't take notes for whatever reason. I think I think what I I kind of experienced a similar thing, mm-hmm. especially when I think I saved my notes for mainly today. And it's kind of hard to go and listen to two albums and give comprehensive notes. Well, I had notes so from I earlier think... and I couldn't find them. So I had to oh, go no. back and redo them. Oh, no. So I think that's part of it, too, is I okay. was just like, I felt like I was also writing the same things because I like almost every single song on this album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even know what else I could say other than I just like it. Right, right. Because <laughs> no, I'm I... not a musician, so it's harder for me to be like, oh, like the, I don't know. <laughs> go ahead. I got nothing. <laughs> the G chord. I just liked it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> that's, that, hey, that's. I think that's the beautiful thing about music is that it takes both kinds. It takes musicians and non-musicians alike to make this really great. And, mm-hmm. you know, if a musician makes some music and it doesn't, a, a lot of non-musicians don't like it, then, you know, you've kind of failed as a musician because like, you want to kind of bridge the gap. You don't want to, I mean, there are definitely bands that are like, musicians musicians like that and that's you know they have their special place and stuff but i think the goal of everybody is to reach as many people as possible and Mm -hmm. i think it's an interesting point in time because i feel like there's more quote-unquote musicians than ever before yeah because it's so accessible like it's to to base basically to do what i do now even 30 years ago would have been vastly more expensive like would you would have to construct a company around it whereas now like i can do probably even more things than they were capable up to even the early 2000s with software because it's so developed and it's it's so affordable Mm -hmm. so um my tangent coming back together Mm -hmm. is that like there's a lot more musicians than there ever have been just by virtue of the the economics of it and the accessibility of it but I think it's regardless of musicians' stance on music, like non-musicians are essential as well. And that's why I wanted you to do this show with me, not just another musician. Yeah. Because I think we come at it from very two different points. And like your point about the, you know, the um, the jazz, like you were that's hearing a jazz That's the first thing that routine. I thought of. Yeah, like yeah. even with the first song, I was just kind of like, as when I got through the end of the album, I was just like, I can see like a jazz routine done for every single song or like a dance routine done. Like they're just such good songs. And that's something I would have never come up with because I don't dance jazz, you know. I used to when I was a kid. But... Yeah, but that's that's the thing is you bring an interesting perspective to mm-hmm. it. Perspective. Perspective. So, um, thanks for doing this. I think this went really well. Um, Next time we'll be better about having... Yeah, we're, we're learning the pitfalls <laughs> as we go, but that's okay. You know, if we if we made any mistakes... Uh, please don't hold them against us too hard. We are we are trying. We're yeah. going to come up with a better system. Yeah, be a little bit more. Uh, uh, co- we'll we'll have printed out lyrics. We'll have mm-hmm. 
maybe I, what I'm going to definitely try to do is space out my notes a little bit more. So maybe I'm tackling like two or three songs at a time instead of trying to just write the notes for I think I'll print the lyrics out and write my notes on the lyric pages because that's a lot easier for me. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, I did want to mention, I forget which song. I don't remember if it was high, high enough, but the music video is really, really fun and there's a little dancing in there. So I like, I don't know if you saw it because I don't know if your Spotify app's been working, but she has these little GIF videos on all of her Spotify tracks. Oh, so as you go through the album, there's hang on, let me show you real quick. I won't be able to I won't be able to play it with volume. Yeah, I can't I can't listen to albums on my phone Spotify. That's okay. So let me make sure the volume's off on this so we don't get copyright strike. But so like on this is like you felt right. She has this little like <laughs> her and a cat. Oh I like that a lot. And then um those just kind of play like that. There's one where she's like reaching in and pulling out. What are those um those lollipops with like all the different flavors? You get them at like dentist office for some reason. Um, oh, not Smarties. No, but, it's um, like Dum Dums. Dum Dums. Yeah. yeah, she has uh, one of the GIF videos is just her like picking out different Dum Dums. Like, <laughs> I like that. Something like that. Yeah, she's so, really cool. Yeah, it's I like. I like the realism in her stuff. I like the I like the uh, the authenticity. Like I really enjoyed this. I you picked an incredible album Thank for our you. first time out. So and I don't know if this is worth mentioning, but she she writes all these songs about like boys and breaking up. But she actually came out in like 2018, so she's dating like another another musician named. Ooh, did I write it down? I don't think I did, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting because. Mm-hmm. It just shows that she's just not afraid to be who she is. Right. And I really yeah. like that. So. Still still coming to terms with herself as a person, but not yeah. afraid of that. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. yeah I really appreciate that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we talk about anything else? Like as a, there's something, what are, you, what are you proud of yourself about recently? What's something that, like I'm giving you the chance to brag about yourself a little bit. I wanted to start kind of doing this with people. You want me to? Br- I don't like bragging. About you don't myself. have to brag about yourself. Just some some recent accomplishment or revelation you made oh, that I, you're excited about. I signed up for a three week workout class. That's right. Yeah, it's an online streaming kind of thing. So how does that work? Um, I'm not hundred. I haven't started yet, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. But it's like this online streaming. I'm not going to give the name of it, mm-hmm. but. You can basically, there's a bunch of different classes you can take. There's like Pilates and bar. There's the one that I'm doing is like a, a three week long, like fat burning muscle toning class. Um, I just haven't been able to motivate myself to work out as much as I wanted. So I'm really happy that I could, I'm like forcing myself to do it now. Um, so you can basically choose whatever class you want. You have like a coach on social media that's kind of just helping with like accountability and like checking in on you to making sure like you're actually doing it not just laying on the couch and how you're feeling after it and Mm -hmm. if there's anything they can help with and um they like like, watch your form and stuff no i'm not gonna i mean people can do like um she said she does zoom calls where like a bunch of her her um what are they called Clients. clients i guess are like up on the zoom and she's like they're all working out together mm-hmm. i don't necessarily want to do that yeah because yeah, yeah. i'm not comfortable with that you're doing like kind of more of a p90x kind of thing you watch it when you want and yeah work out and so i'm want. saying my coach but she's not the one that's actually doing this is already like pre-streamed workouts mm. with like an actual fitness instructor my coach is more of an accountability coach 
Got and it. it's sort of just holding my hand through the whole process. Cool. So. Well, I think it's a big step, like like I said, to sort of kick a lot of my bad habits. It took me taking up the initiative to start working out by myself. I think a lot of people out there, you know, if you're nervous about going to a gym or signing up for something like that, mm-hmm. it really does come down to you motivating yourself to do it to where you can yeah. get to where you accomplish your fitness goals. Cause the problem is, is if you're relying on somebody else, like they're just not always going to be available. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to go to a gym right now. Yeah. Fuck that. I would love to sign up for like Pilates or yoga, but I also don't want to be in a class yeah, like I that right now. Way, I just yeah. feel weird about it at this moment with COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, once I finish this three week course, there's another, like I have the streaming thing for like a year mm-hmm. so I can pick whatever other class I want and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I can still do Pilates and stuff. It's going to be, and it's like a schedule. It's like, you know, for the one I'm doing is Monday is lower body. Mm-hmm. Tuesday is upper body. Wednesday, Wednesday is cardio. And then they just kind of go through it like that. So you, you don't have to like pick your own exercises and figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I really like, I'm really excited. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for taking it so seriously. Obviously, there's some pitfalls. Yeah, sorry. But okay. <laughs> I made the mis- like we made the mistakes together. So I flipped my page and I was like, oh, I don't have any notes. <laughs> I didn't even listen to those. <laughs> no, I did. No, I, I just... know. I know. So, <sighs> thanks for doing this. Of course. Um, still enjoying the new space. Yeah. I like it. Feels like home now. Yeah, we just gotta put stuff up on the walls. Yeah, and hope there's no power surges. Yeah, the storm thankfully looks like it passed. Yeah. So, but I hope you guys enjoyed the thunder. And, yeah. You know, hopefully, didn't put you to sleep. I'm tired. I'm about I, to I go take go, a nap. Yeah, I want to go curl up in a ball next to a cat. <laughs> I'll touch right, that belly. <laughs> Love you. Love you.